0: Uh, good morning, everyone. Happy Sabbath to all of you. Thank you very much, and uh, it's good to be in God's house this, uh, this morning. We're going to talk about Enoch this morning, and um, and hopefully we'll learn a lesson about Enoch. And because there's a lot of similarities between Enoch and the last generation, or uh, just before uh, Jesus comes or returns, and uh, I guess that's their works, right? Yeah, excellent, good. Okay, all right. Um, And um, since Enoch represents the people who are at the end of time will be translated without seeing death, our goal is to emulate the life of Enoch and become part of the last generation. And let's bow our heads for a quick word of prayer before we could start. Heavenly Father, we're thankful that uh, we are here today we're thankful for the message, Lord. We're thankful that the uh, Holy Spirit will work in our hearts to help us understand, Lord, that we are part of the last generation, that we have a work to do and prepare for your coming. Please send your Holy Spirit to change us and mold us and prepare for this work and to prepare us for, uh, for eternity. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, <clears throat> So keep in mind the uh, uh, these two points as we go through the through this Bible study and that uh, we are to emulate or copy the life of Enoch and become the last generation um, because that is our job uh, as we as we uh, prepare and uh, for the Jesus second coming Um let me just uh, start with a little introduction here. Uh, I have uh, 33 slides, so the, the sermon is going to be about 45 minutes total time, and uh, so please bear with me for that period of time. It, should, it shouldn't be too boring. And let me just start with the chronology a little bit here and say the and show you the uh, 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 what is uh, how many how long the people lived before flood, because we're going to compare the uh, the uh, antediluvian world or the world before flood with our present time world and see what we need to do, what Enoch did at that time. So we see that Adam lived 930 years. Methuselah, Enoch's, uh, Enoch's uh, son lived ni- um, longest than anybody else, 969 years. And there was only uh, 1,669 years before, between the creation and the flood. Uh, It didn't take much long um, for the people to become so evil that God was forced to destroy them. And uh, Noah here lived 950 years. There was 600 years before flood and 350 years after flood. So you can see that this this, uh, generation. By the way, these are people, these are faithful people, not the wicked. The faithful people that we are dealing here with. And uh, you can see that this, this generation uh, of individuals uh, was uh, really uh, a minority compared to the, uh, to the people that were uh, present and uh, how they all lived evil lives, and we'll see that in a minute. Uh, we're gonna, so we're going to compare the world before and after before we get uh, deep into Enoch. Uh, the world before the wh- uh, flood was really a weaker world. I mean, you talk about wickedness. This is this is the the good example of it. Of it. And uh, in Genesis 6-5, uh, it says that the Lord God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that every intent of thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So there wasn't much good in these individuals on, on the earth. There were a group of people that were faithful to God, the, the group that we mentioned before, uh, uh, and, uh, but majority of these people were just totally evil. I mean, completely evil. This is something that, uh, um, that is, uh, and this is what the, our world is coming to. And this quote at the end of the, uh, uh this slide, there has never been or never will be an age when the moral darkness will be so dense as when Enoch lived. Okay, so it was bad. It was really bad and so, uh, we don't have much excuse saying, well, our world is getting bad. And, uh, but just remember that Enoch was pre- uh, getting ready for translation in the midst of the bad world, much worse than ours is today. And uh, walking with God uh, in a world like this is pretty remarkable thing at that time. So uh, we see that Enoch uh, had a, a very tough time uh, with, with uh, people in, in his uh, contemporaries and um, same thing with the world before coming we'll see that in Matthew 24 uh, 37 uh, Christ says but as the days of Noah were so also will the coming of Son of Man be so we're looking at the world very similar uh, today as it was before the flood and um, and so and then we have a uh, a work to do uh, before Jesus come comes and we'll see this as we go through. So keep that in mind that we, are, we have the responsibility of, toward ourselves too to prepare for a second coming as well as for the world to preach to them. So this is the whole point of this study that we learn from the Enoch, Enoch's time and, um, and apply this to our time today. What was Enoch's work? He was... Um, to warn the world before the flood and he was witness to God he was a prophet and he preached about the judgment about the uh, about the flood and he gave an interesting name to his son uh, Methuselah which means when he dies he shall come which is basically a walking sermon uh, so this is this is what Enoch uh, did in his time and um, and same thing we have to do in our time we have to do obviously uh, be example of the people that keep the commandments, and we are the people that understand and preach the prophecies and warn the world about destruction by fire, and who is always uh, doing this with the faith and through faith with Jesus because uh, this is the only thing that we can, uh, that we, that we can uh, uh, have in these last days. Um, so the, the Enoch warned the world about flood, and we have to wor- uh, warn the world about the destruction uh, by fire. And I listed the, uh, the, the, uh, wor- uh, the uh, verses here on the, on the right hand side as to where this is all found. So you can see so far there's a lot of similarities between the Enoch uh, generation and our generation today. And um, also there's a lot of similarities in the character and the last in the work that they used to do and, or did and um, we find very few verses in, a, in the entire Bible about, about Enoch uh, Genesis 5 and um, it says that Enoch lived 65 years and begot his first son Methuselah and after that he um, uh, Enoch walked with God 300 years and he also had children after Methuselah and uh, when he was um Three hundred and sixty-five years, uh, he says the uh, Bible says he walked with God, and he was not for God took him. So this is this is a lesson for us too. We need to emulate the life and the character of Enoch uh, for our, uh, as a last generation before Jesus comes. Also, find about Enoch uh, the, the last two verses, Jude. Jude, which is a book just before Revelation, by the way, has one chapter in it. Uh, 14, and he lists list of verse 15, but there's a verse 15 and 14 and 15. And Hebrews 11, that's it. Those are the verses uh, in the entire Bible about Enoch. And he um, says that Enoch was a prophet. He prophesied. He had a faith. And if, and if uh, uh, in Hebrews 11 and 5, he says that he also pleased God. Um... So Enoch was a godly man, um, and uh, he was a uh, strong and very cultivated mind, extensive knowledge, and he was a very humble person, and also he was blessed and honored with a special revelation uh, from God. Um, so how did, God, how did Enoch walk with God? He says by remembering God on a daily basis as he walked uh, uh, in, uh, in his daily business. Following his counsel, which is uh, reading the Bible. He, his character was transformed, and he became a godly man whose ways pleased the Lord. So just remember those two things. Uh, remembering God on your, on your daily basis, in your daily business, and following his counsel counsel from the reading the Bible and counsel from the Bible uh, in order to understand uh, and uh, become... Um, um, acceptable, accepted by the Lord. And Enoch also had a pure heart. Enoch was a paragon of purity in his time. In every, uh, his entire life, private, domestic, social, faithful life, was ever regulated by the belief that he was ever and always in the presence of God. This is something that we need to also exercise and get used to. We are living in the presence of the Lord all the time. The Lord is with us. He knows what we think. He knows what we're doing. And he knows what we plan to do. He knows everything about us. We need to be cognizant of the fact that we live in the, uh, uh, in the presence of divinity. And, of course, the third person of divinity, Holy Spirit, is always with us, working with us and, and, and helping us to understand uh, what we need to do and to transform and mold our characters to prepare us for translation. And the closer he came to Jesus, the further and further he came from uh, he came from the world. Uh, so he he wasn't much interested in the world. Uh, uh, and our problem today is uh, very similar, uh, and probably a lot more uh, uh, tempting because we have to we have uh, internet, computers, and. Uh, everything all the media and everything else that are with us so we need to be even more prayerful and less uh depend depending on the world and the things that the world offers in Matthew 5 8 we also read that the uh, uh blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God okay uh Enoch was a everyday guy he was an everyday person he well, he took care of his family raising his family He loved his wife, of course, for 300 years. (laughs) You can imagine today living with the same person for 300 years, and uh, he did. And you can multiply that by the number of days, if you want, to go over 100,000 days that he lived with her. He was a, a witnessing for God. He was living his life for God's glory, walking with Jesus because, now notice this last sentence here, I want you to remember this. Because he had a heart of purity set set on following Jesus, uh, following God, God blessed them and loved them. So this is very important for us to remember that we need to um, set our heart and always work uh, 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 toward the glory of God and, and do what he what the Holy Spirit, what he wants us to do. And this is the um, characteristics of Enoch. Enoch was also a friend with Adam. Adam was 622 years old when Enoch was born. And uh, for the next 308 years of Enoch's life, Adam and Enoch lived together. And the uh, interesting thing about Enoch here is that he um, he would spend a lot of time talking to Adam about uh, his uh, walk, his walk with God, Adam's walk with God, and his fall, and um, and uh, uh, I'm sure at the end I get a lot of questions uh, uh, for Adam, and uh, Adam was a good storyteller, and uh, so he, he heard of everything uh, from Adam directly, what happened and how the world looked like and so on, and what happened. Um, also reminds me when I was small. Uh, Seven years old or something like that. My dad used to uh, get together with his buddies and talk about the, the spending time in the war, and um, I was always there asking questions. And uh, I just uh, reminds me of this of uh, I, Adam's uh, and Enoch's life together. You just ask questions, uh, and there's no answer to the questions. You know how this happened, what, ha- what happened here, what happened here, why did this happen, and so on. And I asked a lot of questions. My dad, you know, how was it like to? Uh, have Germans live in, in, in your house for, for a month? You know, did they talk to you? Did they uh, uh, ha, uh, let you handle their weapons? And, oh, so on on and on. There's no end to it. The same thing that, that Enoch was doing here with Adam, asking a lot of questions to learn more about as, uh, God as much as possible. And um, when Methuselah was born, that changed things a little bit for Enoch uh, in favor of his relationship with God. And um, he better understood the depth of the Father's love. Uh, God, the Father, loving his children on this earth. And the confidence that we children have to place in, uh, in the God of Father. And um, uh, also the name that he, he gave to the Son when he dies, the end shall come. And that was a walking sermon, like I said before. As never before, he was drawn to God, his own Heavenly Father, and eventually was qualified for translation and uh, so this is um, uh, this is also a good lesson for us to to spend more time with God more in prayers and, and uh, learn from him and become friends with God and we we'll get to, uh, get in, into that in just one moment um, how did he walk with God he honored God in every affair of his life he was always inquiring is this going to be acceptable to the Lord and remember the, word, the saying that, that, that we use, sometimes use. It says, would you do this if Jesus was next to you? If Jesus was standing next to you, would you do this? Or would you say this or that? And this is exactly what he did. So he was a very busy person. He did not isolate himself completely from the world. And he always was uh, cognizant of the fact that his companion was with him. He walked with God in all the duties of his daily life. Only, not only in contemplation but in active ministry and on behalf of this fellow man so he was he was preaching to the people and passing the messages from the Lord to the people uh, before before the flood and what does it mean to walk with God um, in uh, we read this in the, uh, the uh, Deuteronomy the 10th chapter and 12th chapter uh, his heart Amos three three. His heart was, must be harmony with God, and to fear God, which means to honor God, to walk in the, all His ways, to love Him, to serve Him, and to keep His commandments. This is how he walked with God. He honored God. He walked with Him all His ways. He loved them. He served them with, the heart, with uh, God with all his heart, and he also was uh, uh, keeping His commandments. Now I'm going to tell, tell you a little story here uh, to illustrate this point of of a friendship that, uh, that Enoch had. Just bear with me a second. I have a um, David, my friend, and uh, David is uh, my neighbor, and uh, we have met 28 years ago. David is an exceptional person in many ways, and our, uh, and our friendship is providential. David is, uh, lives, is my neighbor, and we have uh, uh, know, know, known each other for many, many years, for 28 years. And um, so, um, what kind is of. here, by the way. Guys. Uh, yes, David is right hi. here hi. next to my wife. Please say hi to David after the uh, sermon. <laughs> and um, so, uh, my wife suggested I take, uh, take something out, uh, this was my, a much longer list here, by the way and a very kind individual, generous person. I remember he and I were waiting for pizza one time, and a lady walks in with a six-year-old daughter, didn't have money for pizza, so David pulled his wallet and paid for pizza. Unbelievable guy. And he's a considerate guy, he's a patient person, and a very trustworthy person, loyal person, impossible to get upset at David. You simply cannot get upset at David. Um, I can go on vacation, leave a million dollars on my kitchen table, give David my keys and say, David, take care of my house and he will and when I come back, the million dollars is going to be on the, on the kitchen table. This is, this is, this is a, a, a trustworthy person, really a, a trustworthy person. Uh, getting upset that David, is pretty hard to do that, by the way. Uh, I tried a couple times and I wasn't very really successful and uh, he, um, just a person that, uh, uh, that you cannot get upset at. You just cannot get upset. And uh, David is a very handy person, and uh, sometimes he asks a lot stupid questions uh, about the work that we're going to do, and his favorite response is, uh, there's a method to my madness. That's how he puts it. Instead of putting me down and saying, hey, stupid, what, what, do, you, uh, what do you think I'm doing here? Uh, he says, there's a method to my madness. And I um, don't have a lot of time to talk about David. Uh, I need another two hours to do this. But suffice to say that I'm looking forward to uh, spending eternity with him. And uh, so this is a friendship that we can establish on this earth. But if you go, if you, uh, let's look at the friendship between Enoch and God. If you were to ask Enoch about his best friend God... How would he de- respond? What would, we, what would he say? And I wrote several things here that, uh, that, uh, that, that uh, I found out from my uh, uh, research. And she, uh, he would say to you that he's enduringly strong, entirely sincere, internally uh, steadfast, immortally grateful, infinitely powerful, impartially merciful, and altogether lovely. And he would continue. If I had, uh, all I have uh, needed, he had provided. He gave pardon pardon for sin. He gives peace that endures strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. I mean, is it worth having a friend like this? Definitely. uh, Cannot uh, go wrong with a a friend like like God. He's available to, uh, to, uh, to the tempted and tried. He sympathizes and saves. He heals, delivers, and forgives. Creates the, this, he created this world in six days. He's the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Lords, and the King of Kings. And uh, he walks with me, he talks with me, and he tells me I'm his own. And the joy that we share together, as we tell you, there, everybody remembers the song, none other has ever known. This God is our God, brothers and sisters. He's a wonderful, wonderful God that we can trust, we can rely on, that he's going to take care of us. And um, amen for that. Amen for that. Um, last night, I wasn't, uh, I was going, going through my notes here, and my mother calls me, and um, she said, I have to go to the hospital. So I had to jump in the car uh, right away and take her to the hospital last night. Got home at, uh, and slept at her house uh, this morning. So uh, somebody didn't want me to preach today, but the uh, Lord was good. And just as you thought that, that, that there are in a crane out of things to uh, tell you about God, and he says, "I, I wish I can describe him to you, uh, describe him to you. He is indescribable, irresistible, immeasurable. the heaven cannot contain him. you're talking, you're talking about, about a being that is all-powerful, always powerful and that, 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 that even a heaven itself, as big as it is, cannot contain him. In a sentence, Jesus is more than wonderful to me. And this is how Enoch would describe his friend God. He was a God-pleaser too. Um, Forget about uh, pleasing people. uh, And uh, Enoch always lived in the audience of of one and ever conscious of God's company. Like I said before, very important to remember that we are always living in God's presence. Uh, if you remember my sermons before um, uh, on, on the perfection of character where I quoted to you the, 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 the uh, uh, quote from, the, uh, from early writing that says that everything that we say and do is accurately uh, written down. Even things that we should have done but did not do is written down uh, uh, for the judgment. So God knows everything about us. And uh, the, uh, remember this sentence here, by the way. If you forget everything else about the sermon, just remember this sentence you read: "When you do what you are pleased, does what you do please God?" In very important sermon. A uh, very important sentence to remember: What we do, do uh, and God be watching everything uh, 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 that we do. Uh, do we do? Uh, uh, does what we do please the Lord? So it's. Uh, keep that in mind when you move around and do your business uh, during the day. And uh, Enoch's life was so pleasing to him that, that he walked straight to heaven. He went straight to heaven. That's how uh, close God and Enoch were. The moment we set our hearts to seeking God and serving him, it thrills him, and he, that pleases him because God is in, in business of saving people. He wants to save everybody that is willing to be saved. Okay? No force, just the willingness on our part to be saved, and God is very pleased to hear that. Um, he was very faithful witness, and Enoch was warning, pleading, and treating, and he, uh, his warnings were disregarded by the sinful, pleasure loving people. And his testimony, uh, God approved, and he continued to battle faithfully against the prevailing evil until God removed him from the world. Uh, so this is something that we need to remember and uh, be faithful to God in these last days, because a lot of times you will not see what the results will be. We're, we're going to meet with a lot of disappointments, and the Lord is, uh, is, is going to take care of that. And just look at Enoch, what he did. He preached, and he preached, and he preached. And he didn't know what, what God is exactly is going to do um, and um, he had his insatiable uh, uh, desire of, uh, the, the, to, to preach the world and save as many people as he could, and uh, this is something that we also need. A burning, uh, there was a fire burning in his bones and passion for salvation of souls around him. This is the end time generation that we need to uh, become, uh, uh, to will be the next generation, so we need to remember this. Uh, that we need to be, have this passion for and love for the people to save the people to save whatever can be saved, and whoops um, he was a fearless reprover of sin, uh, since we lived in a world of political correctness we don 't call sin by its right name now, most of you remember have or have seen this quote uh, here men who uh, the greatest want of the world is the want of men, the men who will not be bought or sold, uh, men who in most souls are true and honest, men who do not fear to call the sin by its right name, men whose conscience is true to the duty as the needle to the pole, uh, men who will uh, stand for the right though the heavens fall. This is something that we need to practice on daily basis. Call the sin very nicely, very politely, very uh, uh, respectfully. Call the sin for what's right name, but never, never waver from it. Never waver from that at all. And this is, it's going to be more and more difficult to do this as we approach the end of time, but that's what God calls us to do. He had a meaningful prayer life. Uh, prayer was his breath of the soul. He prayed a lot and um, And our prayers in the closet and daily labor, uh, we need to pray all the time. Pray while you're driving, pray when you're home, pray uh, before you go to bed, when you get up. Always keep God first in your your thoughts and um, in your actions, whatever you do. Um, So uh, as you pray, uh, our prayers will take the form of conversation with God as we would talk with a friend. So God will become a friend and we'll be able to talk to him as we talk to our friends too. Just like Aquino did. Just like Enoch did. Uh, personal uh, friendship with God, communing thus with God, Enoch came more and more to reflect the divine image. What you see and uh, you are you become. Remember that? This is just a rule uh, that does not change. This is a rule for all of us. What we see will shall become. So if we talk to God a lot, and we we're going to reflect the divine image, and we're going to be transformed and molded into His image. His face was radiant with the holy light, and He became for He came forth from divine communings. Even the ungodly beheld with all the impre, impress of heaven upon His countenance. So when Enoch walked around, you can see that he was with with God in God's presence. You can see it. On his uh, on his on uh, his on his face. Enoch was a translated, and I have a quote here, in uh, from uh, Patrick's Prophets about his translation. He says he was very close to him, and he was just a step away from eternity. And that's how he uh, he was uh, uh, walking with God for three hundred years. And the quote at the, at the bottom of this very interesting quote. If we could only but see uh, one view of the celestial city, we would never wish to d- dwell on earth again. <clears throat> if you're ready to be uh, to be part of uh, to become part of the last generation, uh, uh, then you need to walk with God. If you want to make something out of your, out of your life, walk with God, and if you want to be part of the, uh, this generation, do what Enoch did. If you want to be in a celestial city, lift them up all in all you do. And if you want to have a relationship with Jesus, it is our responsibility, by the way. We need to initiate this relationship. Holy Spirit will guide us, will help us. Uh, but we need to say, Lord, I do want to establish and have a good relationship with you. So we have to start the process. Even though the Holy, Holy Spirit is working on, you, on your heart uh, to do this. And uh, if you want to walk with Jesus, uh, you will never get lost. So uh, let nothing and no one come between you and him. This is really, uh, again, if you forget everything else, just remember, nothing should be between you and God. Absolutely nothing. It's you and him first. And um, uh, so this is very important to remember, uh, this quote. Um, Everybody remembers the story about a little girl on the plane? And uh, in the midst of turbulence, uh, she was very calm and she was very serene. And when the plane landed, someone asked her, why weren't you afraid when the plane was tossed around? And she said, my daddy is a pilot and he is taking me home. So let's remember that. Whatever we do, always remember that God is in charge. When the storms of life are raging, and then they will rage, physical storms, family storms, financial storms, uh, the dark in the sky. Let us remember that our Father in heaven is the pilot, and He is taking us home. Amen. When we uh, study the life of Enoch, everywhere is within walking distance, even heaven. So nothing is too far away for uh, when we when we walk with God. This is this is the, uh, something to keep in mind as you develop this closer relationship with. Jesus, in my last uh, uh, slide, always walk with God, he will never be alone, yeah. uh, walk with him in the great joy, in the great sorrows, when you feel you do not have strength, well, he will carry you in his everlasting arms, always walk with him, and our famous quote that everybody knows is, we have nothing to fear for the future except we shall forget that they, uh, the way the Lord uh, led us in the past. Thank you very much for your time. Appreciate that.